What's going on, guys? It's Kenny Buller here, your host with the most on the Second Floor Podcast. Here we are on season two, talking about how to survive in life, health, and fitness. Today, I am super stoked and excited to bring to you the owner and founder of KB and Co, as well as Eat Plants, the one and only Christina Botello. Christina is somebody who I fortunately have now the opportunity of calling a friend. Her and I have connected and we have immediately felt a super raw connection and understanding for the power of manifestation. She's somebody on today's episode who's going to speak very deeply about the certain nuances associated with what manifestation looks like. She's going to talk a little bit about how she feels it's better to focus on doing the best possible job as opposed to doing better than your competitors. You know, if, if I can really give you an idea of where we navigate that conversation, we talk a lot about the wellness aspect of, of health and, and really bringing it back to yourself. And Christina, fortunately, um, is able to tell us, our audience and myself in this episode, her experience of how much therapy has personally helped her have more reflection and have more of a deeper understanding for herself to um, put herself first. And lastly, we talk about something huge that she has been pretty much still doing, and that's working through being open during the pandemic. She talked about having the option of closing down and not at all choosing that option and pretty much letting us know how she rode that storm um, during the times where pretty much everyone shut down. And other than that, I want to save the other details and the juicy um, tactics and strategies that Christina talked about in our really graceful conversation. And I'm just excited for you to listen to this. She's a joy to be around. You're going to really get a good solid sense of the energy she brings to the table. And without further ado, let's dive in. Yeah, I'm becoming a bigger fan of not overthinking things, yeah. strategically thinking things and just showing up. I've learned that in therapy. I like that. She goes, KB, how about you try not to go into it overthinking things? Mm-hmm. But it's also been like a habit for me for many years. And it's mm-hmm. kind of played out okay. Yeah. So it's hard to change that when you feel like it's the results have been positive. Yeah. Where you just like show up. So just show up. That's a big thing too is I, I find sometimes we're we're already so like we're so in fear of like mm-hmm. what it's gonna be like when we show up. Yeah. And we're constantly thinking yes. of how prepared are we and yeah. how unprepared are yeah. we. But the element of just recognizing that, okay, step one, if I just show up yeah. and I do a good job, if I make that happen first, then let's see where it takes right? me. Right. Yeah. Like what was what was something you felt like that? And as we're live now and we're rolling. <laughs> I, it just kind of naturally happened. But oh, are I, you I, I, yeah, we're rolling. We're rolling. Okay, I, I felt like sure. I thought you were gonna start. Oh, I, I thought it was already on. Was it this already is on? rolling? This one is. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. I felt like I thought it just Let's naturally okay. happened. Okay, now it's but, rolling. Um, now yeah, it's sure. Rolling. I'll, step, I'll step out. Now we're rolling. Yeah, that's fine. That's okay. I felt like we were rolling as soon as we started oh, talking about cakes. But then I, usually okay. I let the guests know anyway. But I just in my head. We're rolling. I'll be back in about an hour. Thanks, homie. I appreciate it, brother. See you soon, man. Yeah, everything's good. If we keep the cakes part, I'm happy because that was a really <laughs> you should, cool. You it was like perfect timing the way we started. But um, we'll, we'll dive in. We'll dive Let's in. Let's dive in. Um, welcome, first of all. Thank you. It's thank a, you for having me. No, thank you so much for coming. Honestly, Christina, like 
when I look back and I think about one guest that I've wanted to have on the podcast pretty much ever since we started, it was you. So like right now, if I'm giddy, it's it's because of that. <laughs> I'm also giddy. So <laughs> that's just nerves. But <laughs> No, no. But I think the cool part too yeah. is you as a guest, very different from everyone else we've had, you and I got to very quickly develop our own friendship over yeah. the past few weeks. And yeah. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Like the fact that you and me, we had our pre-interview discussion. Yeah, we right? did. Yeah. We had our jujitsu class. We did a kickboxing session. So I'm just appreciative of the fact that you were willing to take time out of your day to connect, but mm -hmm. also like try new things. Yeah. So that was awesome. Yeah. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> I'm excited. And with, with the element of trying new things, is that something like you naturally, is that something you do? Or is this a new thing where you're like, okay, screw it, let's try it. With podcast and stuff or just like in general? Yeah, just oh, in general, like no, saying yes I'm to a, something. Oh, where... I'm a big fan. Well, you know, I'm a big fan of trying new things. I do believe that it is is something that will um, provide growth mm -hmm. for you. After. <laughs> it's always after. <laughs> like, it's like not immediate. It's not immediate. But no, I'm a big try new things, get uncomfortable, risk. Yeah. When it yeah, comes to all that, like, what's what do you think was the biggest risk you took in this pandemic we were in when you could have made any decision, possibly in the most recent time in your life, where no matter what decision you made, everyone in your circle would have been okay with it. You could have convinced yourself that, okay, I, I could have made the right step. Could have been closing down for a while. It could have been uh, whatever decision you decided to make. Yeah. But guide us through whatever risk you took and now looking back how you reflect on uh what that's done what for you that now. Oh, okay well i mean there was pre-pandemic there well no i guess we just to um fill you and i had opened our Kelowna location one day before COVID hit it was a monday opened brand new business had an entire team and then tuesday had to lay everybody off and and work it you know myself so in that day or two, I, I guess the, the decision I had to make was whether or not I was going to stay open. Was that, that was, it's a big risk. I stay open, all of my franchise partners stay open, or do we close and will that be um, a risk and detrimental to the business? So really, I, I chose in that, in that moment to stay open mm -hmm. and um, power through and see where it, see where it takes us. Um, not easy because at that time, I mean, there was so much going on with, um, you know, I had, I had my kids back home here in Edmonton and I was stuck in Kelowna. So I had to figure out like, you know, childcare and like, you know, what I was going to do with them. And then, you know, I'm in the store that's Kelowna, that's my store. So I don't, I don't have franchise partners to kind of take over. I have to, do, I have to work it myself. And then I have a location here in Edmonton that um, was manager run that still needed my support and then franchise partners that relied on me for the next steps and and what to do so i yeah i chose to um to take a day at a time in that in that at that time i chose i let everybody know we got on a group text and i said guys we're just going to take it a day at a time and see where it goes and i mean we hit some pretty all-time low sales numbers like like 25 bucks <laughs> like, like really bad days the expectation and, changed though. Oh it's yeah. It's not like it was going to be the same before. So I <laughs> no, can imagine. no, like, no. I mean, but, but to, to go to hit that low yeah. was like, you wouldn't be really be worth us staying open. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I just felt like if we, if we stay open and power through and keep moving forward, 
um, I felt like the, um, you know, the, what's the word I'm looking for? I always use that. Can I edit you this might, No, no, it's the, okay. The uh, rebound, sorry, the rebound the was going to be a lot better. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Don't even, don't even need to edit. This just shows, no, oh, okay. it's perfect, right? <laughs> Don't even sweat it. You should like see I had that word. <laughs> what I do to find words is I just keep putting on words. We right. talked like, about that earlier. Try, yeah. <laughs> so don't even sweat What was it. the word I was looking for? Yeah, the rebound. I kept yeah. thinking about that. I'm like, I feel like if we close, um, will some of our stores be able to reopen? Yeah. Will I will I be able realistic realistically be able to open reopen in three months or four months or however long? And then it became this looks. you'd rather stay open and keep conquering through. And the message from up above being you and everyone mm -hmm. else, you had to be on board with it. Yeah. It had to be a, you know what, we have to take a relentless approach here, yeah. guys. Yeah. I mean, would you rather stay home, do nothing? Yeah. Or are we going to do our best to keep open and believe in the KB and Co dream that we're trying to fulfill here? Totally. It was, it was really challenging to, to have made that call. I mean, it took it because I kept saying, guys, we'll just, this is a day-to-day -day case. We're just going to see how things play out. And if, you know, if I decide in two weeks, we're going to close and we're all going to close, but we're not going to close stores individually and have some open some closed um i had you know franchise partners that were concerned about their own health and safety big time and i had to like mandate that they stay open almost not that i don't care about their health and yeah. health and well-being and safety but but almost like yeah sorry you feel that way but mm -hmm. you need to stay open for the betterment of the brand and all of us involved yeah which was really really hard because you you feel like such an a-hole um, doing that when they're in tears. Like, I don't, I'm not, this isn't like, I'm scared, you know, for my own. Yeah, it goes like, back to the fear that's stigmatized yeah. around, okay, well, if I go to work, am I going to get sick? Right. Is my family going to get sick? And yeah. at the same time, you just have to make sure that you remind them why they started doing this in the first place. Totally. So, like, I'm wondering, like, if you don't mind sharing what some of that dialogue looked like or all-encompassing, like, what what was it you felt like you really did all in all that like made majority of everyone be like you know what christina you, if, if our life's on the line it's on you but we we got this sounds good to me right? let's make it happen trust me i'll work five jobs to pay for everybody's <laughs> yeah. lifestyle if this all tanks yeah, i will like, take I care sleep. of you yeah <laughs> um oh there was a lot of um resistance for sure um between not just the my franchise partners um but staff as well my employees in in edmonton i mean now that you they could be on serve and stay home and um and again a lot of them frightened their own you know being scared of their own health and wellness. so that a lot of we lost to staff we lost there was a lot of resistance um i remained super positive and optimistic and i just killed them with positivity like guys it's going to be good it's going to be great trust me just trust me um I, and and just just reiterating that message of like we're going to come out of this so much stronger if we all stay open versus if we close. So let's just do this together. We're in this. I'm in, I'm in the same boat though. And I think that's, that's the advantage and the beauty uh, in having my own stores. I have just as much to lose as everybody else. I'm not just franchise or sitting on top. Like you yeah. stay open and I'll be at home. You're not just, sitting there I'll be at home, home. staying safe. <laughs> like, yeah. You're, you're out like, in the trenches with them. Totally. I'm trying to manage two stores. So um, I think that, yeah, just just killing them with kindness and, and and noting every little win. So if we were up by ten dollars the next day, oh, you heard I, I let everybody know about it, guys. I'm over here. I'm twenty bucks 
you know, doing twenty dollars more than I did yesterday. And you know, some stores were like, "Yeah, great, we did ten dollars less." I'm like, "Ah, oh, but tomorrow's yeah. a brand new day. We're gonna." Exactly. You know, no, so. I love that, and it's also I can imagine how much it needed to not be compared to, let's say, uh, what it was like pre-COVID. Yeah. Right? I'm sure that was in the back of your mind. I, m- I remember you telling me like how, how diligent you are with the bookkeeping and yeah. you see that, yeah. but letting them know that, okay, well, 10, 15, 20 bucks, that's better than nothing. That's right. Right, yeah. like the fact that people feel comfortable enough to still come inside and be able to be serviced with what we're offering, like that's, that's momentum. Yeah. And it, it makes me want to ask, especially with how much I could tell, I'm sure naturally, I won't be surprised if anyone would say no to this, but just based off of hearing you speak, you're very much so about manifesting what you expect to have happen, yeah. right? And you talked a little bit about that on previous podcasts, yeah. and we're going to talk about that today. It's magic. Yeah, <laughs> you got a magic <laughs> wand in the back. You could tell it's happening in the future, right? right? But really, like, what was something that was like, almost it felt like a big win for you during the pandemic where you're like, you know what, I'm glad we went with this decision. And like, maybe it was, could have been more than one thing, but if you could look back now and there's just that one thing you're never going to forget where like it felt like such a solid win and everyone was on the same page and it made you feel good about making that decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say that launching Skip during the pandemic was a really good move. We nice. did try our own, <laughs> our in-house delivery. Nice. Where we were, we, I was so anti-delivery service because I didn't actually know that you could alter the or um, modify the menu items that you were going to be offering. So I didn't want people to be ordering smoothies. I didn't understand how it all worked. So I was like, we're not doing a delivery. We're not signing up with Uber and smoothies going to spill. It's not going to be as fresh anymore. Waffles are going to be cold. So we'll just, we'll, we'll come up with a a shorter version of our menu of menu items that we'll offer for delivery. And we'll get our staff to deliver it themselves between certain windows. Mm -hmm. So we did the in-house delivery for about six weeks and it was well received. Um, Just a little tricky because we had a certain window that they had to order in and then a window that they had to deliver, that we would deliver in. So it was like an 11 or sorry, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. that you'd you'd have to order. And nobody's really thinking about what they want for lunch or like dinner in that window. So Um, for the most part, it was well-received, which made me think, okay, if we do sign up with some of these third-party delivery services, this could be even bigger. Mm-hmm. And it really did jumpstart or jump kick our sales in the right direction. Um, and then from there, it just snowballed and sales continued to... And, and actually, the skip orders uh, were on skip and they actually started to reduce, which is great because we give up... We give up a portion of yeah. your, of your, yeah. your, your <laughs> that's why I have we're going to try this on our own so I'm glad that but it, it was it was a big success in the beginning and then um, I mean we still have that it's just not as um, not a big portion of our business now yeah. which everybody's grateful for because yeah. nobody wants to lose money on that but uh, that was a that was a I think yeah that was a really big win for sure yeah. and then I think just staying open in hindsight looking back staying open was the right decision. And when I think back to, I want to say it was a solid three to four weeks where I, was, I wasn't sleeping. I would, every morning I would wake up, should I close or should, I, should we stay open? Every single morning, like, what should I do? My girlfriend, who was with me in Cologne at the time, said, well, just sleep on it. Like, I'm sleeping on it every single night. Yeah. <laughs> like, keep waking up with the same, no real answer for both. Like, you know, no stay open, just kind of, you know, gray and, and then, you know, at the four week mark, I'm like, no, we're going to, we're going to do this together and write it out. So big win for just staying open. No, that's awesome. That's, uh, it just shows how well you can look at a situation like that and be innovative. 
and yeah. think outside the box. Yeah. Like, okay, well, what can we offer on top of what we're already offering? Right. Or skip kind of comes into play and then yeah. you, you start noticing the weeks are going by and you're like, okay, we're doing this thing. Yeah. You can start from that point looking back and start recognizing how can we continue improving this beast, right? Yeah. And as a segue, I just want for anyone who is hasn't shockingly heard of you before and they haven't paid attention especially on a local basis in Edmonton your story that stems from you know having your first child at 15 and then going through um, multiple fam uh, a family with multiple siblings where uh, you know you, you grew up with seeing drug addiction mm -hmm. you grew up in a capacity of um, you know always recognizing that no matter how much hardships you went through and it always felt like when the going got tough uh, you just kept going mm -hmm. you understood that you were so much more capable of doing whatever it was that like you felt like life gave you right and i want to know through um staying positive and through manifestation like how much that has been a pinnacle part of your your growth even to this day like that could have just stopped kb right. and co could have stopped at one location and even for you at that point it could have just been okay christina wow like, look what you did yeah you managed to like you know, become a divisional manager of Quizzle at such a young age and, and, and always, always shoot for the stars. Yeah. Even that could have been like, okay, I'm good. Yeah. This is what I'm doing now. Yeah. Guess what I am now. Yeah. But then even then you're like, no, I want to run my own location. Oh, now I'm going to do multiple locations. It just keeps growing, yeah. right? Like this is like, this is like the person that says they want to make the largest pizza and then they make a larger pizza <laughs> afterwards. Right? Yeah. So where's, where's this, where is that for you? Like, what makes you hungry to keep this level of manifestation a part of you? And why does it not ever stop for you? Oh, that's a loaded question. There's so much around that. I, I want to say, though, I think that once you, I think, get into the manifestation process and you actually see it um, come true or, it, you know, it, you watch it unfold the way that you had manifested, it becomes, like I said earlier, like magic where you feel like you can really do anything that you want just based, just based off of, you know, to keep it simple, dreaming. Dreaming yeah. is what I often um, relate it to. It's for me always at a very young age, always visualizing what kind of mom I would be, what kind of, you know, so when I got pregnant when I was 15, I kind of knew already like this is the kind of mom that I'm going to be when, you know, he's born and five and 10 and 15 and 20. We're going to be the best best of friends when he's 23. We are. I think he is. I think we are. I love that. Hey, if he's able to go to you <laughs> yeah. for that quarter-life crisis and, and, no, and right. explain what's yes. going on, then clearly that's Calls, true. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So I think once you start, um, you know, watching it unfold, you there's no, the sky is like, you know, no, li lo no limit, really. The sky is a limit. Well, I mean, you're writing your own story, and I, I mm -hmm. love that. I find that you're not letting anyone or anything get in the way of the narrative that you're giving the life mm -hmm. you're living. Mm -hmm. And and when I when I see that, I understand. I'm sure other people understand where what happens when the barrier is too big. And 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 what do you do in those moments? Because I know you've explained in the past on air too in in previous episodes in Sherry's episode, I believe, where you meditate and you really think on that. And and now I just want us to dig deep into okay, well, what does meditation even mean? And what does manifestation really mean? Mm -hmm. If you could define those for yourself, mm -hmm. because I know for myself, I, I hear and know what it could look like on my end. I know right. everyone ticks differently right. and yeah. everyone you know, does it in a different way. But guide us through like, when you are manifesting, mm -hmm. what does that look like? 
if you could like if you could kind of dissect the detail of like you've been like all right christina it's 9 p.m tonight it's manifestation time baby let's do this <laughs> you know <laughs> but like <laughs> guide me through that <laughs> okay well i have a two uh, part process of my my morning ritual which is like a meditation side and then the manifestation side i don't yes. meditate too long because i did that once i don't know if i shared that with you but i did that i, I was meditating for upwards of like an hour a day for six months and i was not myself Mm -hmm. I was super zen and chill, um, which was great. I probably needed it, but I wasn't getting anything done. I had a very like, oh, the universe will provide. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, how's that business coming along? I'm like, it'll come when it yeah. comes. People will come as they go. No problem. Right? Like looking for money. I'm like, it's going to show up <laughs> yeah. somewhere. So, so there's a balance. You there's a balance there's a for balance. sure. So. Right now, I, I would say I'm like about 10, 15 minutes of meditation, which is really just sitting there in silence and just catching my breath, just just deep breaths, trying to limit in the thoughts. I still struggle with that thoughts are going to creep in. Just try to limit as many thoughts as, you know, I can. And they're, they're rolling in fast. Um, so that's the first part of more of a, like a traditional meditation. And then the manifestation, which is what I get really excited to get into, um, is, is first of all, write out in my journal what, um, what, maybe it's just like I'm kind of manifesting how my day is going to unfold or what I'll be doing in one year or five years, what in five years I'm doing um, specifically. So what my kitchen looks like and I'm grabbing my coffee from here. I've got this gorgeous coffee bar and I'm sitting in my, my dining room table and I'm, so I'm writing it out and I'm, and as I'm writing it out, I'm, I'm smiling and I'm really feeling the, emotion of it like I'm feeling it as if it's already happening mm-hmm. um if it's my day I'm, I'm writing up the same the same thing it's happened it's so again magic where I've written out today opportunities are going to present themselves today is going to this is going to unfold yada yada and it's all happened but one thing that I I think people get confused about with manifestation or like positive thinking or visualization is people tend to just like oh I think positive like I, I think yeah I'm going to get a raise or I want a raise or I want to make more money I think that all the time but do you really do you really feel the emotion of it because that's when you attract the energy of it yeah. when you really sit in that like as if it's happening right now and not praying or manifesting into the future because if you if you do that you're you're constantly praying into future if 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 I'm like praying for this to happen it never really comes because I'm always praying for it, yeah. you know, and for it to come. So I, I manifest as if it's already happening. Like I am in charge of my life. This is what's going to unfold today. This is how things are going to look. I am going to be, um, this is pre KB. I will be, I can see myself serving smoothies. I could see the counter. It's white. It's gorgeous. I see myself handing somebody a smoothie, but I'm feeling the emotion, the excitement and thrill of it. Yeah. And I think that's when when manifestation takes place. I get so excited. Wow. No, I about love that. This. Oh my goodness! I yeah. want. I need a journal <laughs> book right now or something to get mine Start, going. Right? right? Yeah. But like, it's the way you explain that, and I find it's something that we need to pay more attention to. Is when anyone decides to do this exercise, it's paying attention to the feeling. Yeah. Not necessarily the outcome. Right. The outcome, everyone right. wants to be uh, able to know what that looks like. Okay, yeah. great. Right. This is what it's going to look like. How are you going to feel when it's in front of you? Right. And that's something I really like that you captured because I can't help but take that back into context when I'm speaking with 
my clients with mm -hmm. with their their fitness goals or like right. what they want to accomplish with their overall health. Right. Everyone is always going, okay, well, I want to lose weight. Yeah. I want to look good. Yeah. And then that's fair. That's right. great. That's, right. that's what you want to do that. That's a good goal. But what is that going to do for you? Right. When you lose weight, how are you going to feel? Right. Then already through them answering that to your point, they're feeling it. They're understanding, wow, like I'm going to feel like I could look in the mirror again. Yeah. I'm going to feel like my kids are, are going to stop saying I have a dad bod. Like, right. just like, <laughs> like, but little triggers. Right. They're like little mini intrinsic motivators that the moment yeah. that alarm clock goes up, Christina, boom, I'm going to shoot right up. So I'm going to yeah. remember yeah. how th this thing I'm chasing is going to make me feel. Totally. And it allows people through, through the way you just mm -hmm. very beautifully explain the exercise, it allows them to like chase something. Totally. And I find yeah. for you, um, I'll ask, I don't want to just guess or predict anything, but like in life, are you, do you always feel like you're chasing towards something or you're getting chased? I would say that I'm, I'm chasing towards something. And then yeah. what that something is for you, is it a very particular thing right now in your life? Now, now that you look back on like how powerful manifestation has been for you or are you kind of okay? Like you, you understand what wave you're riding out on right now? Or like, do you know exactly how this final wave is going to end up looking? <laughs> like, are we talking like KB and Co well, movie? Are we going Universal Studios? We're are definitely we... doing a movie. We're definitely. <laughs> like, where, like let's take it somewhere. I love it. Hollywood, here I come. <laughs> I love it. Next um, J-Lo. <laughs> yeah. Wow, thank you. I love J-Lo. I remember yeah. you told yeah. me, so I had to, I had to add that in yeah. somewhere. Yeah, perfect. Um, I... I would say now I know exactly where I'm going and it all makes sense. But but despite anything that I've ever wanted, like I get because I because I just want it yeah. and I I I again live through the emotion of like having it. So when I had my Quiznos franchise um and I wanted this director of operations title, I was chasing after and I was I was dreaming and playing out what it would look like with me doing it. Like I I had you know, what kind of bag I had around my shoulder. I knew I was on a plane. I was I could see myself on a plane. So yeah. I really played that out over and over until the guy's like, yeah, you got the job. I'm like, well, it's about time. I can yeah. start actually. So I think there have been times in the last, oh, like 20 years for sure, where you don't really know where this is all leading. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I, you know, I, I, you know, got a Quiznos franchise. So, well, I know, but, you know, you don't really know what this is leading up to. But I, to have a Quiznos franchise, so be a franchisee and then work on the corporate side um, as a director of operations and then go, you know, go over to Booster Juice and work in operations there and then have a four-year short gig doing leasing. Like all of these things mm -hmm. just have like really helped my success today, right? It's if, been a huge it, part of creating KB Absolutely, Cole. yeah. Knowing what I know um, and all the experience that I have, it... It just makes sense. It makes so much sense. I respect that a lot because it's even before when we talked about how you were saying before we went live where you, you find it funny when people ask you, when did this all start? And it's just like, <laughs> yeah. well, literally the day I was born, <laughs> yeah. right? But I find yeah. everyone needs to factor in something. Yeah. They need to factor in every single piece of the puzzle. Yeah. And every single piece of the puzzle is a piece of your life and something you've done with it yeah. and the experiences you've had to help shape whatever decisions you make and what you actually want to do with your life. Totally. That could be your career. That could be who you choose to be with your partner in life. That could be yeah. the 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 kids you're bringing into this world and the world views you want to shape totally. for them to yeah. now make easy, conscious, 
decisions for them yeah. to say yes and for them to say no yeah. based off the values they have. Yeah. And I just see how, based off what you said, you genuinely respect so much of your past experiences. Yes, I do. And, yeah. and no matter if they were good or they were bad, mm -hmm. you respect it so much because they're a piece of the puzzle of what you've done with your current vocation. Totally. And yeah, I would agree. I'm a big, big believer in everything happens for a reason. The, 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 the negative, the positive, all of it, it all happens for a reason. So I, and we need more people to think like that, right? If it, I could be sitting here choosing not to even acknowledge all of these things that I've done over the last 20 years have really helped me today. Some people don't think about that, right? I remember, you know, 10 years ago going, you know, thinking, why am I doing this job? Like, where is this going to leave me? Not really knowing where this is, where this is going. Um, but all experiences for sure, both negative and positive. I... It's, it's the story you're, you're writing for yourself again. Mm -hmm. Back to that, right? Like I find that, I mean, if, if you can, if for anyone listening to this who always feels like they've criticized themselves or they've allowed themselves or others to tell them that you can't do that. You're, you, you're, you're, you've gone through so much traumatic experiences how can you be a role model for others like that? Mm -hmm. You need to look and feel and be like this. And sometimes that's a, that's a dialogue that's happening in their head. Yeah. And people tell themselves, oh, like, I've been homeless, or oh, I've been brought up by a bad family, or oh, I'm, I'm not worthy enough to, to be someone like her, to be like Christina, right. but little do they right. know, right? Yeah, like, know. The, right. The, that's why the, the story yeah. and the, the vulnerability you showed in the previous a podcast you were in yeah. like I always for anyone listening to this and you haven't listened to it stop like like pause <laughs> it and listen to the backstory because I know we, you yeah. and I agreed we're not just yeah. gonna repeat that yeah that's all for for that episode and we'll share that link yeah but now I mean if you can add to maybe letting us know like what should someone what are the first few steps someone should make in in recognizing that they want to make the changes yet they're so fearful of like where to start because there's so much change that needs to be done. Right. It's, there's so much rewiring that has to be done. And I don't know if you felt like that or it was easy for you or if it was always kind of a challenge and through some of those challenges you noticed mm -hmm. some things you did mm -hmm. that just made it easier to go from here up to here. Mm -hmm. Or it might have been that stepping stone system but you yeah. knew that you're trying to get out of something. Yeah. You don't know where exactly it's going to take right. you, but you know you don't want to live like this anymore. Yeah. That this this circumstance that you had no control yeah. over being in. Yeah. And that that's what I'm kind of setting in on here, Christina. Yeah. It's like a lot of people they get born in the situations that they didn't deserve to be in. Right. Right. So for you, I mean, bringing this on to others, what were some of those hoops and valleys you knew you went over? Um, like through those experiences, what did you do? What was kind of like that rewiring you did? Well, specifically, really just surrounding myself with positive people. Mm -hmm. I think that's a big thing. I mean, if you're, if you're current, you know, you want to do big things and you want to change, you know, things about yourself or um, get into business or whatever that looks like for you, start surrounding yourself around people who are in business and who are positive or who live sort of the, the life that you aspire to live. I think that was a big thing for me and it's really really hard when you come from a family system that's negative and and you're you kind of buy into that like I had to I had to cut out the majority of my family in order to live the life that I wanted to live um, and it's tough because you get you get stuck on that they're 
relic like that they're I'm blood related they're it's my mom or it's my sisters you like you you feel like you need to still um I guess be involved in their lives somehow but if it's not positive and it's not making um you feel good you need you need to you need to cut that tie and start surrounding yourself around positive people and that was really big for me it's just just putting myself in positive environments and situations so yeah well that would be the first step yeah step one yeah. just step one. assess who you're around right now yeah. even if it's blood related even if it's family yeah are they doing you good right and it's kenny it's so it's it's easy to say oh, yeah. but it is so hard it is and i i struggled with it right up until five years ago would say so pretty much my entire life where i really want to do um good things and big things i want to be in school i want to go back to school um and then you have this family system that views that as you being too good if you want to go off and be successful you're 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 too good for us now so then you get caught in the like no i'm not no i'm not too good i like i no, i love you but i just want to do these big things like that that was my um a bit of my upbringing but you you do get as much as i wanted that you do get stuck in that guilt and shame of you know, where to land with that. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know? just wondering where your ceiling is. Especially when you don't have that support, right? So, yeah. yeah. How, how does one in that situation gain a new support system? Like, mm. especially when they feel like it's tough to trust. Um, the trust issues are there. The, yeah. the element of feeling like they have to watch their back is there. Yeah. The, the concept of, of just finding some sort of like answer from above right be like give me something but like is it hey there's a stranger there's someone who looks successful (laughs) hey i'm gonna knock on christina's door can you please be my new support system right but like what should and i can i can kind of help give you an idea of because i do this myself but it'd be interesting to know from your perspective we could both dance around it a little bit like sends him a dm (laughs) hey you look like a cool person to hang out with can we be friends and i i i'll argue actually right off the bat with that i know you're laughing but like i don't think that's the right approach right okay like i personally think that works yeah but also it's like okay i find now everyone always wonders like Mm. what does this person want from me you know what i mean yeah and then it's like also recognizing it's like okay everyone doesn't always just want something they just want to be your friend yeah right but then sometimes you can't help but think that when someone does that you're wondering okay like what's what's going on what do they need and you want to be able to give that companionship you want to be able to give but then now we live in a world where it's like i'm not used to this someone just reaching out and saying they want to be my friend yeah and I, I find for me, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm always, I tell my friends all the time, like, I will, I will want to meet anyone for coffee. Yeah. And I always just genuinely, if I can, like, right now I know my, my life got more busier <laughs> yeah. and I'm very aware of where I spend my time. My friends will say, dude, like, just like, you, stop yeah. saying yes to everybody. Yeah. Right? But I just always feel like, you know what, sometimes people just don't have yeah. the social circle you do. Yeah. But now, as far as the delivery of that message, mm-hmm. I think that's super important. I care a lot about intention setting. Right. It's kind of like if I go to you, Christina, and I, I respect friendship the same way. Because yeah. for me, I learned the value of what friendship means. Yeah. The value of friendship is like me going to you the first time I meet you yeah. in a DM saying, yeah. Christina, we should totally be do business <laughs> together. Yeah. We should to- like, totally, like, I w- <laughs> Christina, I want to open up a KB&Co. How likely you to say yes to that or reply right away? 
Right. Right? So I don't know. Yeah. From your perspective, yeah. and I'm willing, we don't have to agree, but I think from your perspective, what does that look like for that person? Like how do they go about rehashing this social circle for them? Oh, well, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I've always, you know, been employed or have been, you know, self-employed. So I think just in that, um, whether I'm employed by somebody, just in that social setting of colleagues, right? Like just people that are in higher positions than you, if you aspire to do something on the career front in that way and you want to, you know, climb the corporate ladder and, hang, yeah. you know, hanging out with somebody who's in a, you know, a, you know, a, where you want to be. Um, I like that. So it, colleagues were, were important to me, ones that I felt like had the same morals and values I would attach myself to. And then in just in business and in recent years, just through community events and meeting people and just, um, you know, maintaining that that friendship or connection. What is Once a friend? You meet that, I like that. I like that. Them, yeah. It's like you're looking at it from the perspective of like surround yourself around the people you want to become. Totally. In yeah. a sense, yeah. right? Like it's like okay, what's not working right now? Now you want to become whatever. Go yeah. into that organization. Yeah. Go yeah. square one. Yeah. Clean up the floors if you have to. <laughs> yeah. Right. But like, be totally. willing to work for that person. Yeah. yeah. I like that. That's exciting. Yeah. I I personally like. I, I really resonate with that because one of my best friends to this day was uh, the night manager at Joey Restaurants. Mm. And I just remember at the time when I started working there, I was just like, I wanted to be just like him, right? Yeah. So I was like, oh, like let's get to know him. But naturally, we just became really good friends. Yeah. Six, seven years later now, we're just like, we're like this. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. So I, I personally really resonate with that. Yeah. I did, I did DM somebody recently, a couple weeks ago, somebody... Um, one of the dragons on the dragon. Nice. You DM the dragon. I, d- I DM'd a former dragon. And, and I, you said, let's be friends. And I well, I said, hey, I was wondering if we could hang out for a day. Um, sounds maybe a little crazy. <laughs> 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 Did a little like, yeah, that's me. Um, but, you know, let me know if you, you'd, you'd be interested in that. Um, the response was hilarious. Uh, it was, uh, I won't mention any names, but it was, a. Uh, it said, hey, yes. And no, and maybe, period. Yes, no, and maybe. <laughs> like the guy, he's just totally confused. Who the F are you? What is yeah. happening? Um, but we're going to connect in two weeks, and we're going to hang out. So, oh, nice. So I'm going to hang out with See, that's yeah. awesome. So, and that that took a lot for me. I, I wanted, you know, I want to start, I do, I love the people that I'm surrounded by um, or surrounded with now. I have such a great so- social circle and great colleagues, great staff, great support. Um, team, but I, I want to, you know, I need a mentor. I think I need somebody yeah. to start. Um, Doctor Ramu rings yeah. a bell. Yeah. Am I getting that right? Basu. Uh, Basu. Yeah. Basu. Oh, wait, I saw a psychic. <laughs> I remember <laughs> Basu. Doctor Basu, and he said, "You need to, you need to, um, you know, connect with somebody who's doing really big things right now." And nice. I said, "Oh, okay." This might, so, through you know, connecting the dots with this individual you reached out yeah. to, might be it. Right. Right. But. With a social circle in mind, that's a neat thing. I always look at it this way. Um, Ken Shamrock, he was one of the first UFC fighters uh, to win a championship. He says this in the same way through athletics and through winning. Uh, I say this to compare it and contrast it with friendships. So as an athlete, you want want to win. you Mm -hmm. You want to keep learning. So what do you do? Normally, you try and always be around the best guys. Right. But also, you need to understand that there's going to be opportunities for you to teach others. And you have to be willing to do that. Right. You have to have three different 
types of people around you as a, as a, as a champion or as someone who wants right. to win. Okay. Have a guy who kicks your ass. Okay. Have somebody who's on the same frequency as you. Right. Like every time you guys touch yeah, gloves, yeah, lightning like... strikes, and it's like you, you never know who wins. Yeah. It could go either way. Yeah. And then have the other guy who you know, he'll stop, she'll stop everything in her tracks. She'll be like, oh my God, yeah, I got another hour to spare. Teach me anything. Right. Show me anything. Right. But they, they trust you with that. Right. And like you, you are, in a sense, a mentor to them. Right. But now someone else is a mentor to you. Right. And now someone's on the same exact page Love as you. That. Now from okay. a friendship perspective, yeah. You also should have all of that. Yeah. You should have someone you could go to and be like, listen, like, I'm, tell me if I'm fucking up here. Yeah. Like, am I, like, (laughs) (laughs) shout out to Don Marie, baby. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, you got that person. Then you got someone who you're like, listen, like, they were you 10 years ago. Or they're, it doesn't matter about age, but they, they want to be you. And then you got someone else who's on the same page as you. Right. And you respect and understand that. They're growing just as big of a legacy as you are. Maybe in the same space, maybe not. Egos are down, pride is down, right. and you could learn a lot from one another. Yeah. And what I've learned, the hardest, the hardest one is is which one? Hmm. The one where the person's on the same page yeah, as I was you. Just gonna say, yeah. I feel like that would be. And that's where like that social network mm-hmm. piece, I find, is is vital because we're always trying to. I find. We're always trying to find someone to save us, but also let's look at who can we save. save. Yeah. And that's what Jocko Willing said when he said, um, I'm not sure if you heard of him. No. He's somebody, he's like a Navy SEAL war hero. Okay. And uh, Joe Rogan talks about oh, okay. him all the time, like yeah. check out his podcast yeah. and stuff. I'll send you some stuff on it. Yeah. One day I hope to have him sit, sit across with, here. With Joe Rogan and or this one? Oh, both of them. Both, both of them. them. Yeah. Us two and them. <laughs> we'll all... perfect. Done. <laughs> we'll like... We'll, 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 DM we'll, them. See where I am. I am. like, you want to hang out for a day? Maybe that'll work. <laughs> but like he said, one of the best therapies for people who come back from war is to go help somebody in need. Go feed oh, the homeless. Because yeah. they're so wired in thinking about going back and saving their country and all they can think about yeah. is just like that neg- that, that, that mental trauma yeah. they go through, right? Yeah. But like, I don't know. We spend a lot of time wanting to be saved, but I think at the same time, there's others to be saved and there's people in the same shoes as us. I would agree. I would agree. So why is finding somebody um, at your own, for you personally, I'm just going to flip the... Mm-hmm. Um, hard to find somebody on that same why is that the most challenging one for you I just think for someone such as myself I gotta I just gotta put ego down yeah you know what I mean like uh, and I've seen it too many times I've I've always found whether it's in the world of jujitsu whether it's in the world of like you know you always want to be the best and you find whether it's from the business capacity or the gym capacity or the athlete perspective yeah you see someone as good as you and, and you're trying you're trying to like it's competitive right. you yeah, know it's like oh, who, who has more uh, who has more uh, memberships or who has uh, the most black belts or whatever yeah. it is and you're always yeah. trying to you're, you're comparing and comparing it and it's not healthy no i'm starting to recognize that yeah. now um yeah. me, me and my buddy are bad at this Shout out to Danny. I don't mind saying his name. We talked about this yesterday. Every time him and I square up and we touch leather, we can't help but know we're going to try and kick each other's ass. And, like, we both go so hard. And that always happens since day one because we're so just evenly matched. There's times where, like, yesterday, boom, he hit me with the hardest jab. I ate it. And then instinctively I'm like, oh, I'm going to get him back. Yeah. Right? But, again, like, that's not – it shouldn't be like that. Because totally, yeah. – what are we thinking? Yeah. We're thinking, oh, who's going to be the better one to That's win right. here? That's right, yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure you said, Christina, that you don't pay attention too much to your competition. <laughs> no, I don't. 
I love that. Yeah. I think that's like I remember we were talking about it. I don't yeah. know if I asked you and you're like, I just did this I don't have I don't have a competition, yeah, right? No. Well yeah, and I probably do. I probably have a ton of competition. I, what is what does that do for you? What's the good that does that for you? Oh, for I not I mean bothering. just like oh I just not just being able to stay in my own lane. And I've no, what I noticed when I was doing that in the beginning, so when other I'd hear about other concepts opening up or or concepts that were currently open, um I would panic about them taking away business or them coming into my store and looking at the things that I'm doing and trying to rip it off and copy me. So I, I would, and just not just like, um, you know, current or new businesses that were in the same space as me, but, but just people that were coming in, Oh my gosh, Kenny, people that would come in in the first, for sure, three to six months that looked suspicious. Oh, no. <laughs> Detective hat, so, jacket on. I was so bad. I would, like, I've replayed camera footage that night at home. When I got home at, like, 10 or 11 p.m., like, looking at them, because I can see the dining room. Like, what are they taking pictures of? I mean, like, everybody's gonna, people would take pictures of the menu and then say, I just got to send it to my friend, oh, see geez. what they want. I'm like, mm, I'm, I know what you're doing. You're ripping off my Can I get a tour here. in the back and just sort of see how you guys are cooking your sandwiches? <laughs> Anybody that paid more attention to the details. I have one guy like checking out the tables and looking underneath it. I'm like, oh yeah, spy. Spy would tell yeah. the staff, guys, the spy is here to like rip me off. <laughs> and what I noticed was, and it became really comical in the workplace. People are like, oh God, Gaby's like losing her mind. Because I actually started putting um, like affirmations on the back of the swinging door that faces the kitchen that were, it was like, stay in your own lane. You've got this. You're on the right path. You know, no noise. Like yeah. a bunch of affirmations on there that I would look at before I would, you know, head out to the yeah, to the nice. circuit. But what I noticed was that I was I was in this constant state of fear, of like, you know, it, you know, somebody's gonna take over some or you know do something better, um, or rip me off. And I wasn't even focusing on what I do best and what I can create from from my heart. If, if they're doing this um, and making this new bite or bar, I, I could do it better mm-hmm. and then go into the kitchen and do it and, and most times fail at it because it wasn't from the right place. So um, yeah. it was short-lived and I just decided, you know what, I don't care who's coming and who's doing what. I'm just going to stay in my own lane and do what we do best. Yeah, and I love that. It's one, it's one element of the business that we do teach through franchisee training because franchisees are going to feel potentially the same way. I mean, when... When my St. Albert, Ashley won't mind me saying this, but when, I op- when we opened St. Albert, Ashley would um, think she was a little paranoid about people coming in or like, you know, knowing certain things. And I'm like, oh, pff, whatever, don't worry about it. Just, just, just do you. Like, yeah. don't, don't stress about it. We've got this. Um, so I, I incorporate that into that training because I want people to, to feel good about it and to stay positive. I love so, that. Yeah. You, 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 can, you can spend all your time and energy. You could waste it on thinking about what the competition's totally. doing yeah. and how you can be better than the competition. Yeah. Or you can just do your best. Yeah. Do your absolute best, as yeah. you mentioned. Yeah. And if you're focused on doing your best, yeah. I mean, you have you, all that energy spent doing that. 
Right. As opposed to spending time YouTubing what the competition's doing. <laughs> what are they doing. You know, now you're just getting stressed. And now you're like, oh my God, we didn't do that. You know? Like, Looking at footage like, oh, I know you're looking at me. Yeah. You're going to rip off my tables. <laughs> exactly. And it's, 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 all, it's all toxic noise. Yeah, it really right? is. Even it from really a relationship is. perspective, right? Maybe you date someone and then you break off with them and you fall in love and all this stuff happens. And what do you naturally want to do? Yeah. Oh, they're dating somebody now? What does this guy look <laughs> yeah. like? Oh, he's comp- like now, now you're being competitive, yeah, right? Totally. And that can happen. I think it's yeah. just, it's human nature. But I find we have to teach ourselves to stop doing certain things that are uh, within our natural state of doing things. Yeah, you know. So uh, when it when it comes to rewiring, there's one topic I want us. I don't know if we're gonna finish on this. We're gonna keep talking because I could talk to you all day. I swear. But like, if we go from a therapeutic stance, yeah, and we talk about reflection. If if you wish to share the significance behind therapy. Mm-hmm. And what you found that did for you um, going forward now in your life? Hmm. Yes. So like, yeah. I don't know if that's too broad. <laughs> <laughs> I've been really working on the specifics. <laughs> like, be more specific. No, um, yes, I've been in therapy for um, pretty much since COVID. I decided to get into therapy. And I, I got into therapy because of my relationships to be honest like I was I struggled with my intimate relationships and my um you know marriage was over and I I didn't know where to land with all that or how to um how to process any of it on my own and it was in such a tough time as well like with business and personal all the other things that were going on so I got into it from the relationship standpoint but it very quickly um went in the direction of like childhood trauma and the the habits and things that I'm doing today are because of a lot of childhood trauma and old family habits and systems that I've you know was raised in so um it's been it's it's changed my life I can't say enough there's so much to it that that I I don't know if I can speak to real specific ones I guess in terms of it being life-changing but maybe conscious speaking um being more aware of um, you know, how to speak to people, speaking from your heart, being more vulnerable, which was something that I struggled with my entire life. I'm tough. I've got this. I don't need anybody. Holding it in. I, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, um, I'm emotional and I wear my emotions on my sleeve for the most part, but, I, but I've also got this very, like, I don't need anybody. I'm tough. Um, I can do this on my own. Um, push everybody away. Um, and not had a really hard time. I'm getting better at it now, but nobody could do anything for me. Like you don't even know you're not going to do the laundry for me. You're not going to do the dishes for me. I would do it all because yeah. I'm independent and I'm strong and yeah. I've spent my entire life being alone and like fending for myself so I can do it, but it wasn't working. Right. I was, yeah. I was with, you know, in relationships with people that I was resenting because they weren't doing things for me, but, but hello, like I, yeah. I told them not to. Right. Uh, so, yeah. um, really, it's, it's changed my life and in, in just in like becoming a better leader um, on the communication front. And again, coming back, goes back to like conscious speaking and, and being really um, conscious of how I'm coming across and, and dropping those walls of like tough guy. Yeah, I've wow. got this. That makes sense. That is awesome. You yeah. just, you, you felt like <laughs> now you're more open to know that you don't have to do everything on your own. Totally. Anymore. Totally. And you can you can ask and you can tell. Yes. Like. Yeah, a big win for me was 
it was a huge win when I mean I would not take I wouldn't take money from people like I just I've got this I'll I'll figure it out um my dad he when we opened Kelowna he was big, like he lives in Kelowna he's like you gotta have patio furniture I'm like yeah yeah I've I've still got some like debt I'm paying off with the, the store build out so once that's paid off I'll get some patio furniture and he called me in um, middle of August and he said, damn it, Chris, you need some patio furniture. Like you're on a corner spot across the street from the beach. Mm-hmm. And I said, dad, I'm almost done. It was the beginning of August. So I'm almost done paying off like this last bill. And then when I do, I'll order it. He's like, it's going to be too late. Like people want to sit outside. Damn it. I'll just, I'll buy it for you. Like, what is it? Like, like a grand? Like, how much is it? Let me just buy it for you. And I said, okay, yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. I'll, I'll send you like the invoice. Just like call them and just, yeah. Yeah. Great. And I couldn't believe that I did that nice. because I would never, not from family, not from a yeah. friend, you know, I have this like, no, 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 it's fine, Dad, don't worry. And if he's that persistent, I'll just go throw it on and I'll find money over here and I'll just, yeah. I'll, you know, get him to shut up. But I just was like, yeah, great. Want to pay for it? Yeah. Go ahead. Someone wants to give you something, let them. Right? Right. And, and also when I, when I spoke to my therapist about that, because I was such a big one, I'm like, ah, dad's buying me patio furniture. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, yes, it's working. So proud, yeah. Who else yeah. can give me something exactly. and I can say yeah, yes to it? <laughs> um, but it's funny because I am such a giver. I love to, I think part of some of my like love language is to like gift or give or yeah. do things for people. So um, she said, how does it feel when you try to give somebody something? because you genuinely just want to give something to someone and do something for somebody and they turn you down. And it, it offends me. It does. Yeah. It, it upsets me. It makes me feel like I'm not like, valued or they don't, or, you know, I get all, I get all bent out of shape about it. And that was sort of the turning point. I'm like, okay, I see how this works. So yeah. I want to do something for you. I also think too, like in my family system growing up, doing something and I, I never really experienced it personally per se. I just watched it all happen through my siblings and, and relatives. But if they did something for somebody, they owed them. So if, oh. if somebody gave somebody a hundred bucks, like you owe me back, you owe me and, and you better do this for me. And, yeah. and then they're bragging about how there's this do reciprocity this, effect a, of like give and take, give and take, yeah, not yeah, just yeah, give no, and all. Thank you. Right. Like, oh yeah. And it was a very negative, um, you know, piece to it. So I think for me, just knowing that you, sh- yeah, that's how it's going to be if I ask. So I yeah, think that wow. always... That's a and that's a big change you've made. Yeah. So I acknowledge you for making yeah, that. Thank like, you. That's yeah. Like you've had to completely rewire that. Oh yeah. And I remember, yeah, I, I think you and I just it was the first time we met. And it was such a funny moment. And I'll kind of explain my side of it when, you know, the bill comes and both you and me were like ready to pay <laughs> for it. And we kind of talked a little bit about this. Now I love it. It's all on you. Yeah. And we talked a little bit about that. And yeah. uh, I, I mean, just the same thing to share with you. Like, for people listening to this, it's always great. And I find this is what therapy really does, is it allows you to question why you did that. Right. It's like, so you, you did this action. Why did, why did you go about making that decision? <laughs> right? And you're just like, oh, okay. Go that's, about. that's what I'm like. I don't know, Catherine. Why don't you tell me? Because that's why I'm sitting <laughs> yeah. here paying you. <laughs> you're supposed to give me the answers. <laughs> Little do you know you're talking the entire time. It's a podcast <laughs> off air. <laughs> but like, I, I remember for myself too, it's like, yeah, like, I remember telling you my reason. I'll kind of share it again for everyone else. But it's like, for me, it's like, I always felt like I needed to take care of it. Right. It's like, oh, I'm in that situation. I'm the person that like, you know, with, with my upbringing and everyone telling me like, oh, you you should appear like you have the money. So just give it whether you have it or not and figure it out after. Right. But now as an adult, I just recognize that, okay, that that's not healthy. Yeah. Like in some capacity, it's like, 
again, if someone kind of similar to you, if they're yeah. willing to give it to you, do it. But in yeah. some circumstances, be willing to give it when you have it. Right. Then it doesn't feel like it burns or stings after. Totally. You know? Yeah. So, no, yeah. that's awesome. I really Thank appreciate you, you sharing yeah. that. Yeah. Um, outside yeah. of that, this has been amazing. Honestly. Yes. I could not, keep talking. <laughs> we can. Is there anything else top of mind? No. Like what? Okay. Like right now for you, where where are you taking your life in ten to twenty years? Because I know there's two things. If you want me to remind them, I could tell. Oh, you. Yeah, I but do like, remember. I remember them. I loved it, and uh, I want to know if you want to mention it, or if I should say it first. <laughs> oh, the foster parenting. Yes. Yes. The 20 foster I, I, kids, you and Angelina oh. Jolie getting together, Brad Pitt's out of the scene now. You're like, I'll try something new. Angelina, come on down. Right? Let's, let's, let's have our oh, foster man. kids. You know, I recently inquired about it, but um, my, um, my colleague Jeff said, what? Like, when? When are you going to find time to do that? Yeah. I always make time. So, yeah. Jeff, I will always figure it out. I, that's, I would love to work with youth. I think that's... Okay, well, 20 year, I'm not sure yet. Mm -hmm. I've only got like to five years. I That's know exactly fair. what's happening That's up awesome. to the five year mark. But I, I really want to work with youth, um, you know, and probably because of my, like my childhood story, yeah. right? I, I do believe, as I mentioned earlier, that everything happens for a reason. So I can't help but feel that everything that I had gone through from the age of like 10 to 15 and some pretty traumatic um, experiences I am so grateful for every single one of them and I can't help but feel that 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 was meant for something bigger I was I was meant to do something with with those experiences so mm -hmm. um, if it means you know getting into foster care or working with youth in whatever capacity I'm all for that I think that's sort of the three to five year mark I think mm -hmm. that's and sooner if if possible um, definitely want to write a book. I think that, again, the experiences I've had over the last well, 30 years need to be shared. Mm -hmm. um, and I keep growing the biz. Wow. I'm going to get these I love shops that. That's everywhere. a triple threat right there. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm picturing this like wellness ashram, meditative <laughs> space program for youth zero to 12 years old Fine. you know like that's something like where that. you got the you got the elephants on the wall <laughs> yes. you got the nice like slow indian flute like music <laughs> <laughs> i would have my legs crossed yes. and i'm gonna be bald at that point and i'm gonna have a mustache that's it right. i'm just gonna tell everyone to go home story time guys <laughs> <laughs> it'll be awesome little kids yeah. running around it'll be paradise it'll be right. paradise right so you got that, awesome. and then you have your book, New York Times bestseller. That's when you're going to get on Oprah's podcast. Amazing. You're going to be like, all right, Can't second floor. Yeah, I mean, yes. I've got to get <laughs> second, second floor. Second floor, sounds familiar. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember second floor. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. Yeah. Never. And then, no, that's amazing. And I know you're going to make all that happen. Oh, and, um, you know, I, I want to tee off on this. There's